Welcome to the Talking Payroll podcast. My name is Tracy Angwin. In this episode, I speak to Jeff Zamet. Jeff is currently the payroll manager for Australia and New Zealand for Agility Logistics, and has had some pretty high-profile payroll management roles uh, at places like Crown Casino and Hewlett-Packard. Jeff has been in the payroll industry uh, many years and started his payroll career in a manufacturing environment. He learned a lot about payroll and a lot about business on the factory floor. He said to me actually after we finished recording this podcast that one of the things that he learned in that manufacturer is that not everyone can read and write, but they can all count. And it really honed into him how important payroll was in the business environment. This is a really insightful conversation with Jeff, and I often um, saying you shouldn't mistake payroll expertise with payroll experience, but it is a real privilege to speak to someone with both. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jeff Zamet. Good Jeff, thanks for joining me on the Talking Payroll podcast. Hi, Tracy. Great to be here. Now you've had you've had some pretty high profile roles uh, in payroll management. I've I've been checking out your LinkedIn profile uh, recently, um, Crown Casino and Hewlett Packard, and now uh, Agility Logistics. How, how did you get into payroll? Yeah, I've, I've been lucky in the, in the workforce. Um, prior to that, I actually started at Four and Twenty Pies and Peter's Ice Cream. We were owned by Nestle, so it's uh, it's been quite good. I I was lucky, if I can say lucky, that I failed year 12, form 6, and um, all my university plans fell in a heap, and uh, I was able to get a job at 4 and 20, well, straight away in those days, it was pretty easy, and um, I had a couple of other jobs at 4 and 20, uh, and, and during that time, got friendly with the payroll manager there, and there was a vacancy in the office one day, one of his ladies resigned, and so he knocked on my door and asked if I was interested in getting a job in the pay office. Brilliant. I love that. I haven't yet met anyone who's sort of left school or, or university with a, with a plan to, to get into the payroll industry. Exactly. But um, it's true, yeah. Everyone seems to fall into it. That's right. You don't hear many careers officers bringing this up during a school vocation week or anything. Exactly, and that's what we'd love to change. Really, I'd love to see. You know, it is a, a a genuine career for you know those in year twelve who may or may not want to go to university, but um, you know that that want a meaningful career, but don't necessarily want to be an accountant or an HR manager. There's a, there's a big opening too once you get into payroll with the globalisation that's occurring now. You, you get access to the rest of the world uh, through multinational companies. Uh, so there's a it's an exciting time. Yeah, look, I, I agree. And, I mean, I I think that the, the team aspect for me is, is interesting as well. And I know that I actually know people who, who have worked for you um, who say that you're a really great boss and, and great guy to work for. So what, do you, what do you think are the most important qualities of a, of a payroll leader? I think inclusiveness is, is a big thing. You give people jobs but give them the opportunity to do it their way. So you create a framework in which they have to work in and obviously through payroll there's a lot of guidelines that need to be followed, but then you allow them to do it their way. 
so they build up the confidence to do it themselves and they take ownership. Yeah, I think that's that's a great lesson, actually, because a lot of times we'll go into a pay office and we'll ask the question, you know, why do you do something the way you do it? Not that it's wrong or right, just why do you do it like that? And, and most often the answer is because it's always been done like that. And essentially that just means my boss just told me that's how, how we do it, so that's how we do it. But, you know, I think if you're giving people that, that freedom, I think that's, you know, you're probably getting some, um, you know, some continuous improvement happening Very as well. So. And and they sometimes find better ways of doing things that you've never considered. Not that it's right or wrong, but it's different yeah. and having a, a new approach and being open to mm-hmm. those new approaches uh, can only improve uh, the business and the workload. Yeah, couldn't agree more. What, what do you think the secret is to you know, building a dedicated and happy payroll team, keeping them all motivated? Uh, I, I go back to ownership. Um, so it's their job and because they own it, I think they have uh, a greater involvement with it. And personal pride then comes into play rather than doing it just because I was told to do it. Uh, mm. they, uh, yeah, they own it. Yeah, right. And, and if, you, if you continually give them feedback, uh, I know a lot of businesses now have annual reviews but you need to review ongoingly, ongoing. So when you have that formal interview process, there's no surprises. People should know leading up to that mm. how they're doing and little rewards or, or pat on the back, not necessarily a monetary reward, but acknowledgement that you're doing something right can inspire you to work a little bit harder and longer. Mm. I think recognition is such a yep. is such a motivator, isn't yep. it? Yeah. In, in terms of, um, I mean, you know, payroll's not always right. I mean, we're humans. Um, but from your experience, what are, what mistakes are employers making when it comes to payroll? In terms of strategically, yep. perhaps, you know, recognizing the value or not recognizing yeah, the value I in think payroll. Industry's becoming a bit more aware of the role of payroll. Um, Back in the, the early days, payroll was a, a silo department. You either reported to finance or you reported to HR. There was no link between both. Whereas I think that you, whoever you report to, you have to have that dotted reporting line to the other side. One can't function without the other. Mm. Uh, when I started payroll, the office was locked up. We had a... Uh, uh, a shutter window, which was opened an hour a day, three days a week. And that was the only access you had to payroll. Whereas these days, the door's always open, and, and uh, in, in some industries, it's an open floor plan, which is not necessarily a good idea for confidentiality reason. But it's more accessible, and uh, I think management are now realising that payroll can offer a, a service and value-add um, through their reporting, the access of information we have, whether it be staff turnover or overtime costs and those sorts of things. Even little things like leave liability, what's the cost of the business? Um, there's so many things that we can now add to the business. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's such an under uh, underused resource is our payroll database. Um, I remember those shutter windows with uh, the yellow envelopes. Um, no, you don't no, see too many right. of them anymore, do you? There's one area that we've improved in. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you what do you personally enjoy most about working um, in payroll? I think you get to see the whole of the business. There's not many roles within a business where you deal with the management as well as the shop floor type employee. Um, mm-hmm. My first job was in a manufacturing environment, and in those days it was a cash payroll. So I used to walk out into the factory every payday and hand out pay. So you'd see people. Um, doing migrants and things, doing their normal workload. Then you come back to your desk and you'd be talking to the CEO or the CFO. So you get an avenue to the whole of the workforce at your employer. Um, Mm. And also I think what I enjoy too is you get a level of variety in a field of sameness. So you've got your your structure and your guidelines of how to pay people and when to pay people. But outside of that, you also get these ad hoc requests that need to be filled in, um, you know, which is the, the special reporting by management, you know, those one-off requests. Um, I could say ABS, but I'm not sure whether that's a, the Bureau of Stats is a good place to head. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Let's get back to ourselves. But, uh, within your guidelines, you still have the variety of doing other things as well. Yeah, I love that variety in a field of sameness. I've written that down. That's a that's a that's a little uh, a little gold nugget just there. Um, and, and it's a challenging environment, isn't it? I mean, it it, it can be challenging. And and so, what what do you think at the moment are the the biggest challenges for payroll professionals? Uh, one of the areas I think is keeping up to date with change. Uh, there's, even though the National Employment Standards have come in and, and the Fair Work Act has come in to simplify things and, and get uh, the modern awards across a number of sectors, within those areas there's a lot of change. Even simple things like long service leave, one would think you know, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you get your 13 weeks leave. But, you know, from something that started out, what, in the 1920s, I think, where uh, somebody said that a loyal person employee after 20 years can have a month to sail back to England, have a month's holiday, then a month to sail back. Uh, then, you know, from there it changed from 20 years to 15 years entitlement. Uh, and now the states have their own rules, whether it be five years payout for pressing necessity in, in uh, New South Wales or whether it's after seven years in um, South Australia and Victoria. I think South Australia now have 1.3 weeks per year mm. rather than 0.8. So there's all these changes in addition to the tax changes. Mm. In addition to the fact you can get on a plane now yep. and get to England in 24 hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> and, and then you've got Vic, the Victorian government uh, just coming up with a whole heap, a whole heap of other exactly. uh, new rules. Yeah. Are, I mean, what's time. that about? Amazing, isn't it? Oh, dearie me, I can't believe that. But anyway, yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, that can't be popular with employers. No, no I, and I think it's a lot of employers don't realise what the impact is going to be. No, exactly. And by the time they do, 
um, you know, the, well, I guess the liability would be sitting on their balance sheets and um, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, I'm always trying to, um, you know, I think the payroll industry is such an exciting, fascinating place to work and, and, and I spend a lot of time uh, trying to convince people of that. But in, in terms of someone new to the payroll industry, what, what tips would you have for them to sort of cement a career in, in the payroll uh, sector? First thing I would say is don't. Don't stop learning. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, gee, we might not have to be able to put this podcast don't on air. Don't stop learning. Yeah, yeah great. We're just talking about with the, uh, the tax rules and other changes. There's always new things happening. So you need to be aware of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. There's lots of courses out there, and I know that you offer some very good courses. Uh, there's daily one-day seminars that, that you can attend. Um, so I'd be saying go and do that whenever you can. Uh, if you're a newbie, don't do anything unless you've got it in writing. Uh, yes. and, and word of mouth isn't good enough from a payroll perspective because it will come back and bite you at some stage. Uh, when you get requests from the management team or anybody else, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Don't guess your answer straight away. It's okay to say, I don't know. I'll go and check. You've got to make sure you um, follow it up quickly, though, so you, just, you don't leave people hanging around. But be sure of your answers. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who think they should know everything all the time, and, and nobody does. Well, it's yep. impossible. It's impossible in our industry to, yep. to know everything. Um, that, they're great tips. I think that's, um, we, you know, we've got a lot of people who have identified that they'd like to get into payroll and, and they do, you know, they might do a qualification or uh, go to some training courses. But, you know, those practical tips that c- can get a new, like you said, a newbie in trouble, um, you know, uh, that's that's really, really valuable insight. So thanks for that. I'm starting to say a bit more now is... Don't gossip. Unfortunately, a lot of people sit around the uh, or stand around the water cooler in the canteen and, and just pass conversation. But payroll people mm-hmm. have access to a lot of information that nobody else has access to. And if you just in passing make a comment about someone getting paid more than somebody else or has had uh, a lot of time off or anything like that, again, that can get you into a lot of trouble. Well, that's right. That's that's again a fantastic insight because you can you, you can have damaging effects to culture. You know, you could have you know people could take that as you know as some sort of um, you know intimidation almost. You know, of uh, of uh, that's 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 a great one. I haven't heard that one uh, before. I think that's a again a great insight for someone who's you know uh, been in the industry a little while. And, in terms of, you know, I mean, you've, you've worked at a few high-profile employers, as I said, and, and they will have invested a lot of time and money into, the, you know, their payroll technology, their time and attendance uh, technology. Where do you see the next innovation coming from in the payroll industry? What, what do you think's next? I think, uh, I think the way we embrace globalisation, I think that's where uh, challenges mm. and innovations are coming in. Uh, with the multinationals coming in to Australia even much quicker than what it used to, we now have access to people in India or Singapore, Malaysia and, and US head offices and things like that. So there's a lot of interaction between 
countries which involve culture, cultural differences as well as um, purely time zone differences. So there needs to be the technology to support that and the understanding of uh, the different worlds out there. Mm, and of course the different legislations for all those jurisdictions are very, very different, even between New Zealand and Australia. Laws are very different to what we do here. Mm. Getting used to. Yeah, we think we've got crazy laws, and then they come up with their leave, <laughs> their annual leave schemes. <laughs> oh, yeah. For for such Very a small country, that's pretty complicated. That's really interesting too, because I've I think global payrolls. It's it's kind of like the um, you know the thing yeah. that the, the the nut we haven't quite cracked yet. So I think from a technology point of view, it'll be interesting where technology goes for this, and also, like you say, from it the payroll professional almost needs to have um, a, an, an extra string to their bow in terms of the um, communication with, you know, people who don't necessarily speak as good at English as us, uh, who come from different cultural backgrounds. So, um, and, and again, you've got your time zone um, challenges as well. So that's, that's, that's really interesting. Do you do, do you do global payroll at Agility or is it just Australian payroll that you do there? We do New Zealand as well. Oh, you do do New Zealand. Okay, right. Um, that's interesting. So, look, thank you. Thank you for your time. I'm fine. They're really, really um, interesting insights. I find that every time I talk to, um, you know, someone with your experience, I get, I learn more myself. It's a very selfish reason that I do this podcast. I get to just talk to people that I wouldn't otherwise be able to have a chat with. Um <laughs> Indeed. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Are you sort of on LinkedIn or Twitter or old-fashioned snail mail? What's the best way to, for people to get in touch? I am on LinkedIn, although I rarely look at it. Um, I suppose I should get up with technology a bit more and get into that. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm happy to, uh, to receive emails uh, if anyone feels so inclined. Um, so... Okay, well, maybe we'll put you. What, what I'll do is I'll put your email in the um, in the show notes, and then if anyone particularly wants to get in touch uh, for anything in particular, um, yeah, I'll yeah, they'll be able to do that, and you know, our, our listeners won't um, won't uh, just send you send you junk or anything. Um, I'm sure, but um, look, thank you, thank you for your time today. I've really enjoyed having a chat with you. I know one, as I said, one of my colleagues used to work uh, work for you, I believe, yes. and she can't speak highly oh. enough of of uh, of you. So it's a real oh, pleasure yeah. to to be able to have this conversation, Jeff. Yes. No, thanks, Tracy. Thanks for the opportunity. It's uh, it's always interesting to talk about payroll. No. Not enough opportunity. Oh, well, that's what we're trying to change, Jeff. So thank you, and we will. Um, yeah, we, we hope to talk again soon. We'll do. Take care, Tracy. Have a good day. Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you enjoyed that last episode of Talking Payroll. If you've got any comments or questions, please email them to us at podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. And look, if there's anyone that you'd love to hear on this podcast or someone that you think that I just have to interview, and maybe that's even you, uh, please let us know by emailing podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. That's podcast at austpayroll.com.au. I'm really looking forward to having you listen again next time I'm talking payroll. Payroll.